0: This is 161st
1: Street, Yankee Day. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Four Train Savages podcast. Today is September 3rd, 2020. And a safe thing to say for the New York Yankees is in the year 2020 or the decade so far of 2020, the Tampa Bay Rays absolutely uh, own us. That is just Tyler. It's just um, – so in our history, we are – Two hundred and thirty two to one sixty seven but it seems this decade, starting off the 2020s, we are now two and eight against them, and they absolutely own us. It is seeming hopefully it's not a sign that they're turning the tide, but uh, we suck against the Tampa <laughs> Bay Rays dude
0: I mean yeah, they are definitely they're trying to roll with the big boys this year, and they are not they are not playing no games to say the least Rob unfortunately, I mean they they look pissed off every time they play us and I don't know. They did. They you can tell they just have a lot more energy, and then they want to come out and kick our ass like every time we play them, especially this year. I mean, record speaks for itself. We're two and eight against them, and uh, bravo to the Rays and Rays fans if Rays fans even exists out there, like real ones. You guys they do good. They, they don't <laughs> go
1: to the they don't go to the trop, but they do good. Uh, they do good television numbers, I hear. So,
0: yeah. but um. I mean, yeah. Congrats to them for winning the World Series yesterday. I guess because uh, the three-game set. You no, know, I mean I read that quote from Russell that there was tear, tear, tears in their eyes after last yesterday's game, which is kind of <laughs> crazy to me. Like, <laughs> what? Tampa Bay Rays,
1: dude. Um, so upsetting,
0: though. You know, it
1: was it was tough. Um, last game of or last series of the year. Um. So we get, we, we, we look forward to the playoffs that that's when it counts. So just put this in the rear view mirror. Hopefully the 2020 decade will, uh, and next year we'll kind of turn the tide again and play play against them better than we have, but we're going to dive into the three game set. So on the 31st, it was Garrett Cole versus Tyler Glasnow. And the, the big la-
0: matchup,
1: big matchup. The last podcast, I believe you predicted that Cole would step up big time. Uh, I I wasn't disagreeing with you. I thought that he would rise to the occasion. And it's not like he's been uh, – he didn't have a terrible start, but it was clearly not what we want from Garrett Cole. He gave up the home run to G-Man Choi, which G-man I, Choi. for some reason, dude, G-Man Choi just – owns Garrett Cole. Rent-free in in
0: Garrett's head for some reason. He's got
1: a lot of real estate there.
0: I mean, it's just, it's annoying to watch because I'm not, obviously, I mean, I'm still a, any Yankee fan that's not a Garrett Cole believer, I think they have serious issues right now. But I mean, we do pay the man to, we pay the man $324 million uh, to win, go out and win games like this. Like this is a big time game. Feels like a playoff game going into it. Like game must win game and you know we're kind of out of it from the jump which is annoying i mean they go down quick and...
1: kiermeyer had a home run which i'm not uh, just kevin Se- kiermeyer just second
0: deck home aggravates
1: too. me uh and then uh margo singled got choy and choy got on base again and then choy singled in the next inning. minutes choy is three just for
0: three with a walk
1: he, I think he's hitting around
0: 230
1: maybe, and like, but he's just, like we said, he's got real estate.
0: I don't carry, care how, how much – yeah, exactly. I don't care how much everyone else likes this fucking G-man Choi. I cannot stand the man. I don't care how happy he is running around the goddamn bases. I don't like him at all. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs>
1: uh, so then we had, you know, too, too little, too late Urshela homers, Voight homers, but Voight is still playing. Great baseball. So the bigger thing that we want to talk about uh, with Cole, and I kind of wanted to dive into, and this is something that I kind of noticed with him. So I'm just going to click on real quick. I'm just going to take a look at Garrett Cole's uh, stats So, like, the thing is, like, and a lot of what people have been saying is the ERA, like, they shouldn't be complaining about the ERA. He has a 3.91 as of now, which, you know, that's not terrible, but it's not what we want. We're expecting, and, you know, Yankee fans are always spoiled, not going to lie, but, and we like to, we like results. That's what we like to see, and it's not what we were expecting when we saw last year's Cole, and there's still plenty of time. This is a weird, flunky year. And it could change around, and you know he steps up by come when it comes to postseason time. All this bullshit out the window. We don't we forget all this starts. But I think the a, a kind of storyline to kind of look at something to pay attention. Tyler was I I remember last year listening. At, I was at a bar and I was I was with one of my buddies and we were, I was watching the Rays versus uh, Cole in the uh, first round of the playoffs. I think it was the divisional series. And uh, John Smoltz, you know, people either hate John Smoltz or love John Smoltz. They John all hate the Yankees, uh, yeah, he hates the Yankees. The, everyone hates his partner, Joe Buck. That's just a fact. <laughs> but, um, so but he made the point that the whole turnaround that he had, Cole had, or a big like step from when he went to like good to like absolutely dominant was when he got with the Astros pitching staff and uh, Brent Strom and those guys, they really helped turn him into the monster. Now, I don't know if, you know, I'm not going to say this because he's a Yankee, but like, I don't know if they were doing anything shifty on the pitching side. I would kind of see that as a little difficult to do because, like, you know, I don't know when the ball's in the pitcher's hands. I don't know if you could really do any kind of sign stealing or shit. So that's just out of the window. I think I, I don't know how they would do that. I'm just kind of making a joke at what the fucking Astros did last year. I would doubt that they would do that on, on the pitching end, but he had Garrett Cole pitching really well and he helped, helped develop him to become like what he is. And you could just really see that with his numbers going to Houston. So my thing is we hire a brand new pitching coach, Matt Blake, this young guy, no one fucking heard of him. I know you hate Larry Rothschild. Like, I know that you don't like him, but he was here for a long time. I don't, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say Larry Rothschild would have kept, but it's a storyline, I think, Tyler, to be kind of looking at of like Cole was with his pitching coaches and he was more comfortable with those guys. And I still, I don't think that Gary gary sanchez will last with him as the catcher i just don't see it like people are talking about his relationship and with gary is like all hunky dory i do not see that to be a thing like i think he gets for i I tweeted it from the account follow at four savages he like you know how you said one podcast and like how you kind of notice when he goes like come on gary get it together Gary like good block gary come on gary like dude you don't amp him up dude you don't do that unless you're like like the times major league pitchers don't do that unless maybe it's a big game situation. Maybe it's something that we hear more because there's no fans in the stands, Uh, but dude, but dude, like you do that in like fucking little league, bro. Like you, you, like you'll be like, come on, dude. Like you're a fucking professional carry, uh, Catcher Gary Sanchez. Get it together. You're supposed to block those balls. You're supposed to catch the ball when it's thrown to you. If it's a wild pitch, it's a wild pitch. But, like, I'm like, why does he have to amp him up? Am I crazy or is, like, that something?
0: I don't think you're crazy. I just – I think Garrett's definitely trying to get a little more out of Gary on a consistent basis. But
1: that's such a problem. I mean, well, that yeah, we I have to be like, you have to motivate him. him. You have to motivate him. <laughs> that's like, dude, you're a professional ball player. You're going to go out here and you're going to have to get a contract and you're going to want to get paid. You having to be amped up by your starting pitcher that hasn't thrown to you. Like this is his first year and he's already doing this with you. Like he's going to be here way longer than you are, Gary, clearly by the numbers. So like, what the fuck, dude, Get it together. Play I mean, baseball. I, I don't you want a contract? It, Play.
0: I don't think if Garrett Cole doesn't necessarily amp him up, that Gary's just going to, like, walk around and mope and not block anything. So I don't think it's really like he's <laughs> giving him smelling salts to, to work back there. But, no, nah, I mean, Gary it gets me frustrated. Just because of like his uh, once again back to his new catching style, he can't block anything, and when he does block anything, it goes about twenty fucking feet away from him. So I don't understand that whole aspect. But I know, I mean, you touched upon like Cole and his his old pitching coach in Houston and and Larry Rothschild. I mean, the reason why I hated Larry Rothschild, I mean, I don't hate the man, but I, it was time to move on. Disliked him. <laughs> yeah, t- definitely time to move on from him because like he was not one of like. If Garrett goes, hey Larry, what was my what was my spin rate right, spin rate um on my curve in that last inning? He go he'd go what what who who's a spin rate? Who gives a shit about spin rate? What are <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, exactly? So that's what why are you, one of those exit velo guys, which I hate <laughs> exit velo too, but like so, you, know, you know what I mean, you know yeah what I mean. yeah. So that's why I like Matt Blake, and I'm not really gonna get too much of him yet because I mean when it comes down to it, you can only blame a pitching coach so much. And I, once again, I do not think like Cole realistically has had two not so good outings. Are the home runs a problem? Absolutely.
1: Oh it, he, dude. He, so he's His leading K's the league. per
0: Nine are still there though. Yeah, and, no,
1: that, that's the thing, man. Like the ERA is like, like it just, it may take him some time to settle in, but I think it's not, too crazy to be like a little concerned because I remember watching the the um, the tune-up games like the inner squad games. And he, like, gave up home runs to Miguel Andujar and gave up, like, some soap. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. like, And, like, it's kind of starting to translate into the regular season. Like, the guys behind him in these home runs, like, Ross Stripling, Derek Holland, Chris Paddock, Kyle Gibson, like, those guys, like, at one point in their careers have been good. But, like, I was watching the uh, the Pirates game the other day. Derek Holland gives up four, four home runs and five bat- – uh, and five – a span of five batters. And I'm like, that's not good company you want to keep, Garrett. But
0: – I mean, it's definitely frustrating. You actually – did you hear in his press conference he mentioned that he kind of thinks that yeah i wanted to get thinks, into that what do you yeah, think about that he's tipping his pitches um i definitely think it like it could be like a legitimate the rays question. are the,
1: the rays are the fucking astros 2.0 no 0. no
0: no that's not what i'm saying i don't think anything <laughs> no nah, I, I know you know what i mean though by like yeah. tipping pitches as in like yeah his, no he's his doing- glove is positioned a different way when he's about to throw a fastball yeah, or something of that nature which i wouldn't doubt but I think, first of all, there's been a little, I don't know if it's just because we're still kind of, he's not re- revamped, like vamped up all the way. So his fastball's not at where it was in October last year, but he's just kind of putting his fastball down the middle of the plate and people, I don't know if people are seeing it out of his hand better, but I mean, we're in the major leagues. You throw a 98 mile an hour fastball down the middle of the plate. With, with little movement I mean it's going to get hit And when it does get hit It's going to go fucking far That's that's the thing That's why he's kind of Giving yeah. up the, these, uh, these homers Which I mean I think he'll get it Under control I mean the guy is, Looks like a workhorse From what I've seen And what I've heard from I mean he just looked And sounded fucking upset in his post game no
1: i i love it man i love his demeanor i think like like i said like the era is still there like i think some yankee fans like it's okay to show concern because like this is a guy that you expect but it's also a fluky year it's a weird situation uh, he, he's, he's
0: settling in here. So they didn't he, have a full preseason, which is what the preseasons literally or spring training is only for yeah. pitchers at the, for the most part.
1: Yeah. He was giving up dingers in spring training though, which was a yeah, little concerning got, yeah, too.
0: He got rocked one game,
1: but, uh, yeah, I mean, Hey man, PRA, I'm not worried little, about little, little, little concern is fine. Yankee fans, but let's let him settle in. It's not even a full entire season. It's not a normal season. Let's give him a little bit of time and see what he does. But that, that post-game press conference was also a little, uh, interesting uh where he was talking about like i don't know what's going on i don't know if i'm tipping pitches if it's you know they're just hitting it or they know it's coming and i was like mm, yeah that's a little. i mean it, I, he, I think it's just him being just completely frustrated and just like what yeah. the fuck i, I don't I think, know what's happening so i do
0: think he'll settle in though yeah i'm not i mean i'm not too worried about it because you see some people on yankees twitter and are like dfa dfa cole get him out of here <laughs> why did we sign this man like really uh, would you go back right now six, five months ago or whatever it is, and not sign Cole because I, forgot. sure would not.
1: I also saw one of the tweets that you sent out that it was like when we signed Roger Clemens and we signed CeCe Sabathia, like yeah, their ERA, their, in for, front of me right their, their first years, their ERAs were like very similar, like a couple yeah, Rod, points. Rogers,
0: Roger Clemens was, th- this is through the three... These three pitchers' first eight games with the Yanks, and that Roger Clemens had a 4-1 ERA, CC Sabathia had a 3-7, and Garrett Cole has a 3-9-1. Yeah. So I mean, let's pump right, the brakes. Yeah, right there. Everyone got to relax a little bit because if you're saying DFA Cole, you're just you're just an idiot, <laughs> like to say the least. Uh,
1: okay. So enough
0: on Cole. He'll that, be yeah,
1: we'll we'll move on to game two. So boy, oh boy, was this quite a uh.
0: A game, I so I. Oh wait, 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 Rob! Before we dive into yeah. game two, real quick, we got to talk. Miguel ya Ye- made his uh his debut in game one, tossed three scoreless innings.
1: Oh, he looked good. Yeah, he and, looked uh, good.
0: First one to wear number eighty nine ever in any mlb game really that's crazy
1: throwing out the the lineman numbers in the mlb speaking of which uh as we're recording this right now before the mets game so we're we're a little before mike ford changed this number to 36 so that was interesting (laughs) i don't know if that's gonna like help you hit better mike but uh you know (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll see (laughs) we'll see so uh we'll go on to game two now the fucking fireworks man and like i so fun game so first thing that happens like Tanaka in the first inning hits Joey Wendell, and I like we were both like didn't think anything of it until like what the fuck happened in the last inning. Yeah, so kind
0: of had to take it all as a whole.
1: Yeah, and so yeah, we're just gonna run through what happened, and then once we get to the end, so Lemayhu homers, oh absolute stud. Guess what? Third inning again, homers again, absolute beast we need him in this lineup we need him to stay healthy and then and then that little slickery guy over there Kevin Kiermeyer, goes ahead and homers again to right uh two run home run ties the ball game and then just an absolute mess of I, I don't know what you call it but Kiermaier uh, Urshela hits a double but Kiermeyer lets it go by him
0: the little Fr- league homer
1: the little league homer Ursh- um Frazier scores and then uh voice scores and then geo
0: all the way around
1: so it was like a backyard baseball uh inside the park home run and then um in the seventh uh adames hits his homer to left and then that makes it five three so now we're gonna get to the final inning are you ready for this tyler
0: (laughs) i i'm ready rob so we
1: get to the final inning oh my god this is just i i dude i i didn't really see this coming but we'll just So, the Rays and the Yankees have had this kind of brewing. Some some beef. They don't like each other. So, and I was watching the John Boy video after. So, uh, basically what happened, if you guys don't know, if you're listening, then you should probably know if Yankee fans. But –
0: You're a legitimate Yankee fan.
1: Chapman throws in a lot. He threw in on each batter. You know, just baseball just stuff, making to
0: everyone, make,
1: making them feel uncomfortable. And then one ball, uh, he throws at, is it Brosseau or how do you pronounce it, Mike Brosseau? I think it is. Bra-
0: Bra- My, Brass- yeah, Brosseau. So Brousseau, we'll just call him. Yeah, we'll Brousseau. just call him
1: Bros. We'll just call. We'll just call him Bros. I think uh, like Brosseau. Brosseau. Uh, so then he throws another high and tight to uh, Brosseau, and. This dude throws 101 miles an hour, so it looks really fucking bad. I like, mean,
0: that just wasn't high and tight. It uh, yeah. was 101 at the man. It top. was so. And to give Rosso credit, he handled it about as well as you could possibly handle that situation.
1: And but also, you like, dude, in any other situation, if that's if that's like some other pitcher on the mound that doesn't. Like look like an absolute freak bodybuilder, I mean, yeah, dude, like who's, just the absolute, hell is gonna fight absolute yoked. But did you see him? Like after that pitch, he just looks back at Kyle Gossow because like, what the hell, man? What the hell? You ain't gonna look at a raw. like, a... and this is the thing. This is the thing that had me thinking, like, okay, he maybe probably threw at him because my first initial reaction, I like kind of get into it. Like I was like, listen. Because I didn't think of anything of the beef. I really didn't. That was me, I guess, being an ignorant Yankee fan. I didn't think of the thing, them throwing at DJ LeMayhew. I think it was on August 7th or 8th where they were throwing high and tight and Kevin Cash was doing that shit that he was talking after. He's like, oh, they were throwing high and tight, throwing at my guys. Like you were doing the same thing. He did it three years ago to Austin Romine. But, um, yeah I didn't really think anything of it, but then like when Chapman come up, comes off the mound like dude he, re- he looked ready to fucking rumble oh, yeah. so like th- I went back and looked at it. he was ready to fucking go
0: <laughs> i mean did you, there there's a boone um quote on he was on the fan the day before the the day after so he got suspended he was on w f a n and he said that so far this year that they've counted seven pitches up and into d j so yeah. to say that, like, they weren't throwing, like, up and in at, our, at us as well, it's just fucking insane because, I mean, you're going to run it high and tight against our best player. Do I think Chapman was trying to hit him? No. Do I think he purposely was throwing up and in to send a message? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Do I think it may have got away a little bit and it kind of ran out. The dude off. throws 100. So it's going to it's gonna get out. Yeah. When you throw 200 miles per hour, these are things that are going to happen. And uh, I don't think Chapman necessarily would have cared if it hit him. But do I think he was aiming to try, attempt to kill the man? No. I, I would agree. He have, would have he been upset? No.
1: Yeah. I mean, and like, I was tweeting at people and stuff from the – at 4Savages. Go follow that on Twitter. Um, I was tweeting at people, and I was like, listen, like – and that was a, a part of my like initial reaction because I thought it was really kind of just like I didn't take anything into account of like the rate because like one, it's a five three ball game. it's a it we've lost six straight at this point to the race. We need a fucking win. We're trying to why would he decide on the last out of the game in a five three game with two out? Why are you trying to do that? So that's why I was like, why the fuck are they freaking out about it? So then I you know, and then you kind of after the fact, cool off, you watch at it, but I was tweeting at a bunch of people I was like, listen Like, you know...
0: If you know, can't take disagree.
1: the heat, stay out of the kitchen. And people were like, disagree. "You are you are you can are you are you saying that it's okay for someone to try and murder someone with a baseball? <laughs> are you trying like no? I'm not saying that. Like, and then I went back and I was like, okay, like I could understand why people are upset, but like I agree, like with you, like I don't think that he was purposely like. I think he was like trying to send a message, throwing an attack. But do I think he was head hunting and being like, I'm going to give you a no. headshot and try yeah. and put you on the floor? Like, Literally no, I don't think he was trying to, to, the to the do that like I don't yeah. think he was trying to do that so but let's talk about the suspensions like okay Chapman three games
0: cash Which will it'll get appealed and it'll be one or two so yeah I'm like I'm honestly not upset about that because I cash
1: like one problem. game and then boom gets a game Rob Manfred what the fuck are you doing well like the,
0: the kind of conscientious or consensus conscientious the hell is coming out of my mouth the consensus I feel like when, it's okay get
1: your vocab down
0: <laughs> when a um when a pitcher gets thrown out for kind of like deeming something intentional like throwing at someone intentionally I feel like it's almost just like unwritten that like the manager gets suspended too for a game but no did Booney deserve to get a suspension absolutely not especially when fucking Kevin Cash goes into the in front of the the camera after the game just absolutely hot as balls and just rips uh, rips the yanks apart telling him Mishandled, poor management, poor teaching, what they're doing over there, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and by the way, I got ninety eight I got a whole stable full of guys that throw ninety eight miles an hour. Period. I'm like, all right, buddy. Yeah one ninety is gonna be a fan base outside the visitor's garage tomorrow. So I
1: so I Like, that's the thing that had me prompted to be like, one, why did Boone even get a game? He didn't say anything. Like, I think he handled himself. I think, honestly, if you switched out Kiermaier's answer after the game with Kevin Cash, and, like, if a player was more hot, and then, like, because Kiermaier honestly had, like, a pretty, like, level-headed answer he's like i don't know if they were throwing at us but they were trying to send a message like i understand it i don't really think that it was like like he handled himself well like after it. and i think if it if, if, if he took that perspective of like kiermeyer i think it would have been like more acceptable but like dude honestly thinking about it i'm like okay chapman gets like one or two games but well, honestly kevin cash should have been the guy getting three games with yeah, that he should, with, he should. with that 90 oh i got guys in the stable they're gonna throw out your head and just absolutely kill you
0: literally a threat dude i didn't understand like to have boone and Kevin Cash served the same like amount of time. That's just kind of ridiculous. I mean Aaron Boone handled his questions like as well as you could possibly handle them. So I don't really understand that too much, but I mean I don't like I don't think Chapman honestly pays too much attention during the game. so maybe he might have not known that Tanaka because to be honest, like from what I've read and and like seen and kind of after I've formed my own opinion a couple days later, I could see even though it is Tanaka. That was the heart. The ball that hit Joey Wendell was the hardest ball that he's thrown since 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. And uh... like Tanaka doesn't lose control like that. Like he might leave his splitter up or something and like not get as much break on his pitches, but he's not like, he's not one to just miss like right in the ribs. And then Joey Wendell, you could tell cause he had a smile on his face, trotted down. Like, I don't know. I feel yeah. like, I, feel, I, so, I think I that was why intentional. Yeah. I, I feel like they were both, definitely trying to send a message because like i don't know where the like the yankees dude we got like big cocks they got big dicks over there their <laughs> egos are up the wall but like, yeah they're gonna chapman's a big ass closer with his ego obviously through the roof i mean the man's massive so he's like all right tanaka got to hit someone i'm about to send a fucking message too
1: yeah i i see it man i Ah, there's just so much you could talk about with that and like go, go back and forth. Like you can continue and like, it's all the players are never going to, unless it's like 10 years down the road and they'll like, you know, say, I don't know if we'll even look at it like that far down as Yankee fans and be like, Oh, you remember that? Like maybe in the history of the Rays and Yankees, but you're never going to really know what the intentions were. Unless There's
0: like one person that can answer that,
1: <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. That's well, tragic. Kevin Cash also kind of admitted he's like, yeah, like three years ago went through a roll mine, like that was actually yeah. us throwing at him. So yeah. like, yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe one of the Yankees like messes up like a couple years down the road and they like say like, yeah, or like it Chapman will
0: be bad blood in October.
1: Chat- Chapman's interpreter just goes, yeah, he was thrown at him. He was just <laughs> trying to kill him. So like, maybe that'll happen.
0: But um, but Tanaka pitched a hell of a game. that Yeah, game, honestly. Besides that one. Um, not so great pitch he made to um, Kiermaier. I mean Tanaka stepped up again, big game tank to say the least. He's always fucking coming out to play when we need him to.
1: Absolutely, and I. Garrett Holden
0: th- do it, so Tanaka did it. It's one or the other. I feel like at this point.
1: <laughs> I, I yeah, I wish they were both on. I wish we had Severino, but like that dude can't stay healthy. I wish yeah. we just had the three-headed monster at this point. Do you think? I think Tanaka's a free agent this year. Do you think? What do he you is think? He's a that,
0: free agent. I could see them bringing him back. I'm like, I can see him deal.
1: Yeah. I could see them. I
0: want more than that with a good, if he puts like a good, like solid 10 starts under his belt.
1: Yeah. I want them to bring him back, but also I would understand if we have to let him walk, but like that's a good starter that you want to keep. So I really think the Yankees should kind of stress.
0: Yeah. I want him to to retire Yankee too. Exactly. He's he's been around for a hell of a long time. I didn't even realize that. It's been like almost, I think it'll be seven years after this year.
1: Love Masa. Got to keep yeah, him on we the roster. Gotta get,
0: we just got to get him a goddamn rank, dude. But I mean, again, this game bullpen looks good again. I mean, this is basically a flip flop between the uh, this series and last series. Last series, the bullpen looked like shit. This series, bullpen looks good. So, I mean, it's good to see them bouncing. bottom
1: four of the fucking lineup goes one for twelve.
0: Yeah, uh, ridiculous. I mean, I I'll de- we'll definitely touch upon like, dude, Gary Talkman and Gardner are just. They're just something else, right now. They're they're meaningless at bats. They put up meaningless uh, at bats. Yeah. They don't work the count. They don't foul off pitches. They both they all take strikes down the middle. Well,
1: Gardner Gardner fouls it off when he lets two nice pitches get by. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna foul off pitches that are ten feet out of the strike zone. I'm just gonna hack it. Like I oh my god, I cannot stand it. But I mean,
0: I'm we'll, done we'll with get Tyler Wade too.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get we'll get we'll just jump into Game Three then. Um, there was like hype around after the events of Game Two, and it was Monty versus uh, Charlie Morton. Morton gets off the DL, uh, and then uh, more uh, Montgomery just he just does not do well. He got uh, two
0: outs, two outs,
1: and then two Whatever. run two run home run the the first part of the first, and then another home run, and it just and then another home run in the fourth, and then it was just like no offense frazier gave us a nice little home run but
0: you know it's insane that we late. actually brought the tying run to the plate in this game though to say and it was yeah. a loop at the plate
1: but it should be hey listen man i i gotta give a ray credit the guy mike brussoe two home runs in a game that's like a big time step up he homers in the first and then homers again that that's that was a, that's that was a that's big
0: fuck you from him.
1: <laughs> big balls coming from that guy. I'm not gonna lie. That was a great. You gotta give respect where, where they do that. But honestly, story of this game, like you said, Talkman, Gardner, and Gary, and probably Tyler Wade too. You can throw him in there. Honestly, Mike and Ford did. Gumbo, Mike no. Mike Ford didn't play this game, did he?
0: Um, he pinch hit. In he pinch the, hit in, in the ninth, and he worked <laughs> a six pitch walk. But
1: and well, I don't give a shit. Throw him in there. I I.
0: I uh, mean, gumbo just like that can't happen. Like that to. To not even get up at the plate, and you already give Charlie Morton a four-run re- lead to work with.
1: Yeah, like, uh, it was just from the get-go. Years. There was It was just odds against us.
0: Five straight hits. Uh, they started a leadoff double, homer, double, single, and then I don't know, there might have been one more. But, yeah, they, they were lucky it only was four runs in the first inning. Nick Nelson got out of it with the bases loaded, one-pitch fly out. So, I mean, again, bullpen looks good in this game. They did as much as they could. They went nine innings, but it's just so shitty because Jordan Montgomery, like, we have a game today. We don't have an off day till September 14th. We have a doubleheader this weekend. Like, and you can't have the bullpen have to go fucking nine innings yesterday. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. And he's pitched well f- for the most part of this. He's had two really good starts. And He comes in and does that.
1: I really hope that, yeah, that – um. Hap has another game Brilliant like he game did uh, because he's got to he's got to stretch it because I mean we play like you said we play a double or no we don't we well we play one double header tomorrow and then Saturday Sunday against the Orioles, uh, and like the Orioles are nothing to to uh, ignore like they've been playing really well I forget the name of their stud that's been playing crazy good uh, lately Sant-
0: Sant- Santander or so, so, something like that yeah.
1: Uh, I I haven't been paying enough attention but, to the Baltimore, but like that's also to a detriment to us because like we we should we
0: don't have any given games right now. Yeah, like, no, absolutely.
1: Terrible. So we got Baltimore, and then we have Toronto coming up. Toronto has been playing oh, really well. We're playing at the back that, of us. We're playing in Buffalo, New York, at yeah. their new stadium, or I guess we're not their new stadium, their My league stadium. And then so we are
0: supposed to come back this weekend. Though, so hope to
1: God he gets back, Dude, and, but, the, but the thing is he hasn't been playing well either. So like maybe he'll have a yeah. reset.
0: Yeah, but he got, like, he was hitting 130 at first. He got his average up to 240 before he left. So, he, like, he kind of was mo- on the the uptick of things. Mm-hmm. He's not hitting for power as much as he was.
1: I have more trust have, in him to turn it around than Gary than Sanchez Tyler, right? or Dude, Brett Gardner or that, any of those guys.
0: That's that I was telling you that Gar- Brett Gardner, Gary Sanchez, and Mike Talkman went three for 29 in this series with 10 strikeouts it's that well, is we, terrible
1: we posted a poll on our twitter and it was like who's fucking sucks even more now like sanchez gardner or uh, talkman and it was like it was basically equal distribution
0: it was like nope they all fucking suck i'm gonna say something kind of um that may sound ridiculous maybe a little controversial but like i'm almost at the point rob where like Where's Miguel Andujar? Yes, like yes, like Brett Gardner Dude. and Mike Talkman are very bad. Okay. And I hate to say this because three weeks ago I was like blowing Mike Talkman <laughs> on this fucking pod, but he <laughs> has completely pissed me the fuck off in the last in the last fifteen games or whatever. He looks, I I don't know. He just what? looks awesome. He looks like Double A Colorado Rocky Mike Talkman.
1: Uh, so here's the thing, man. Like, I understand Yankee fans gripe with Miguel Andujar. Like, I get it. His glove is a detriment. Get it. But... I think his we bat. Need too. I think his bat is very talented. I think he can swing bat. Now he wasn't hitting well to begin. He just I, needs get I get it. Consistent at bat. I get it. He's not getting the at bats. That's the thing with Frazier too. And the only reason that he gets in is injuries. So obviously, maybe since this situation that our whole fucking back end of the roster fucking sucks, maybe we give him an opportunity and we let him hit because that's what we need at this point. We need some kind of spark. Like, okay, if Glaber gets back and like we get Tyler. Wade out of there and we got DJ back but listen like I completely agree with you Talkman just looks lost he looks like he's back in Colorado it's and then
0: the Gardner bats, dude. Gardner
1: it's just been the same old story just talking about For how he oh my god no it's been like honestly dude it's been a good two three years that he's been like okay but this is like he, 130
0: Brett Gardner yeah I don't even
1: get on base he he's Gardner. always frustrated me with his approach at the plate man Every time, it's every just, pitcher
0: knows he's taking a, a 90 mile an hour fastball down the middle to start off a account, and he's not going to swing at first pitch like ever. No, he's not, and, and like, it, it's just really much, frustrating. I, yeah, I get how, that. I get that he's
1: the. I get that he's the Yankee. He's Cashman's guy, and he's a Yankee. I saw someone, it was, dude. It was so funny. People started going off on this kid. I don't remember the tweet. I wish I could find it. But he's like, I think Gardner has a spot in uh in Monument Park. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. You have- Again. Get the fuck hey, out of here. Hey,
0: long term, though, I do appreciate Brett Gardner. Appreciate him. He brought us right a
1: championship. Yeah,
0: but I love him. Plays great defense. But at this point, I don't care what Miguel Andujar does at the plate. You really can't get worse than Talkman and Brett Gardner right now. Like if 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 Miguel Andujar steps up to the plate and just strikes out on six pitches every time, he's that he's putting up better at bats than than fucking Gardy and and Gary and Talkman right now. Because they just strike out on like three pitches, it's like insane. I'd put.
1: Dude, whatever, whatever. Just speaking on Gary Sanchez, whatever happened to Chris Iannetta that we signed? Is he
0: he he retired? (laughs) He retired in spring training. Not not even during COVID. He just retired in the middle of spring training. (laughs) But dude, I love Eric Kratz. I love him, dude. I really like him. He could. He at least had a good stick. He's like dad on the team. Yeah. Dude, I it mean, was a long we quarantine. Kinda, we 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 bugged out a lot when we kind of put like no pressure on Gary to perform decent when we got like didn't bring Romine back because Romine's having a hell of a year this year. He's hitting like three hundred and he's an everyday. I mean, he plays better fucking defense than. Oh than my Gary. god, it's night and day. He doesn't, have, he doesn't have good as good of an arm, but like definitely plays better defense. I don't know. It's it's upsetting to. Gary also just looks like exhausted behind the plate when he when he catches like.
1: Anyone. Probably eating too much food again, and just gets too much. He he was heavy when that injury last year. Like he was really heavy, and then Even like he had his injury. Looking good though, dude. Uh, I don't I don't and know then, what's up with
0: quarantine him. Quarantine hit, and you know.
1: So Romine's hitting two seventy seven with fourteen RBIs and two home runs. Hey man, it's better than one twenty eight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> better than 50 percent better than Gary. And Gary has like eleven hits, and I don't know how many homers he has, but I think like five of them are home runs. He has like eleven hits, like five homers, four singles, and like a double, I think. And like three of those singles are are ninth inning. The Yanks are already down like five nothing. Like the singles mean yeah. nothing. Yeah, I mean that hit grand hit slam. Us, yeah, it was a grand slam. Yeah,
1: it's the it's the Chris Davis uh formula. It looks like not as bad, but like, you know what I mean? Like just like daggers and
0: the thing is, is Gary's like, there's no way they leave. Like we finished this year and he doesn't like he, like they go into camp next year and Gary is their, their, their number one catcher. Like without a doubt.
1: Well, I, I'm I, don't, sure see how I don't see how he... it can't be. I no, I, I understand, but like I think they're gonna look for a guy. If Chris Iannetta didn't fucking retire, I think yeah. that they would be open to looking at other players, like and just looking at backups and seeing what they are. Because Kyle Higashioka, he's okay behind the plate, but he just can't hit. So I, dude, I don't think it's everyone loves Segi though. I, I, yeah, I like Higashioka, too, but I, I just can't, um, I can't really believe that with Sanchez. One, I think Sanchez is costing himself a shit ton of money he better get it together before he becomes free agent and they can sign him to more money because like the Yankees aren't going to be tied to him just because of that way that he performed as a rookie. And then how he, you know, he hit like maybe like two seventy with like 30 home runs that one year. And like he had like another good year and now he just fucking
0: stinks. It's just annoying. I mean, he's definitely an extremely streaky hitter, but if you go back to it, I mean, he hasn't really been like on the, The good side of Streaky Gary since like before the All Star break last year, and that's a that's a really really long time in a slump. It it feels like three
1: years ago with COVID and stuff.
0: Yeah, (laughs) to to give it to Gary when when we started off the season last year and we lost like Antuhar, Judge, Stanton, and like everyone right off the rip. Like Gary Gary was hitting the ball well and he was like he was playing well, which is why his numbers like ended up. Looking, I mean, I know he hit like 230 last year, but that's why his numbers ended up looking like halfway decent last year. But I mean, yeah, this year, small sample size, but Gary's approach to the plate just looks fucking rough, dude. Like, he just, I, like I know doesn't. it's, yeah, small sample it's like he, size, but it's, it's like it's he, just blinks so rough. Down, yeah, he, he blinks and he's down. Yeah, he blinks and he's down 02. It's the same with Guardian Talkman. I mean, Talkman, it's a really small sample size right now, but he also looks lost. But it's like all three of them, they they get up to the plate and they're basically already down 0-2, I feel like. And when yeah. they're down 0-2, I just kind of – like that's an out already in my mind because they're not working the count. They're not fighting off pitches. like, And they're definitely not getting a goddamn hit.
1: Nope. I mean, so the 2017, his stud year, Sanchez hit 278 with 90 RBIs, 33 home runs. And then the year after – he dropped 18 home runs to 53 RBIs, and then he hit 186. That was the year that I was like, are you – How
0: fucking... many games did he, did he play the whole season?
1: Uh, let's see, games. Yeah, he only played 89 games, and then the year before where he had the good year, he had 122. So, and then I think – what what was the injury that he had? Was it the the time that he got injured with against the Orioles? I think it was that year that he got injured in that first, like, uh, first series of the year. It was like a – Hand injury, I think, was did he Sanchez. Break
0: did he break it? So, did he get hit with a ball? Was that it?
1: I th- I think so. It was something like that. I think, yeah, he did. I think he got hit in the hand. I think that was the injury that had him bugged. And then he bounced back, made the All Star team, 106 games, 77 RBIs. Did he start third-
0: as a catcher last year?
1: Yeah, he started. 34 home runs, and then uh, batted 232, though, but I don't put too much on the I don't put too much on the uh, batting average when it's like that low as long as he's yeah, pumping I mean, in those bet, but it just, like, it just seems I like it just seems like he's like after a good year he then digresses and then like you know what i mean so oh,
0: yeah, nah, i hear you i mean it's definitely he's
1: approaching hey man he's approaching he's approaching his free agency very soon or sooner rather than later and i don't even know how sh-
0: much money he can ask for at this point yeah right?
1: yankee yankee fans have a short memory and i bet uh cashman is also think but listen catchers are in a huge high demand so i'm not gonna sit here and be like offensive catchers Uh, offensive catchers obviously uh and so i'm not gonna sit here and be ignorant and be like oh yeah just let them walk and then like take our chances because it's tough to find a catcher but dude you can't you can't argue that or you can't deny that like uh i I don't know i don't i don't see i don't see it i don't see him becoming like a victor martinez situation but like i don't know dude any i'm open to anything now like he could end up being a dh yeah i mean
0: he's definitely got to figure his stuff out because we don't need another if he's going to do this forever i mean we don't need another right-handed bat that strikes out all the time because we already have more than a few of those but but the right especially I mean, we have Judge and Stan, but yeah, have, yeah. even the, their strikeouts, like, they do more than enough to kind of um, wipe out those those Ks in my mind, at least.
1: Judge doesn't let those balls go through the wickets in uh yeah. right field. or he does, you <laughs> Yeah, know.
0: he plays phenomenal defense. Dude, we yeah. need, I mean, to say the least, we need like the Yankees back. Like, I'm tired of watching. Um, the t- Dude, because like the top, the first five batters are, are like they're starters on our team, and then you get down to T. Wade, and Fucking,
1: I'm tired of watching the C team, dude. Not yeah, even the B they, team, the they, C this, team. I'm
0: trying. I'm tired of watching this fucking Scranton Thunder or the Trenton Thunder, whatever they are.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I agree, man. Dude, I want to so, get
0: our boys back and I don't know how, because Brian Hope, uh, Hope just tweeted that Glaber is expected to return either Saturday or Sunday, which unfortunately means he probably won't be there for Friday's doubleheader against the Orioles, but he'll be there for either Saturday or Sunday. So that means we get T-Wade out of the lineup. Good to hear that. You know what
1: happens when we put the star player back on a doubleheader? He then re-aggravates his fucking injury and then's out for even longer time. We misdiagnosed it. We didn't take it it seriously.
0: How is Stanton still not back? Because Boone had a comment today saying... He was playing so
1: well, dude, too. He was playing so well. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, you're good. But, yeah, he was playing phenomenal. I mean, it's tough to see because, like, Especially you get guys like that who I mean he only played like eleven games last year. You want to see him have a have a good year and, and continue to hit the ball well. But I mean, Boone had a comment today saying that um he's a ways away. And Glaber came out and strained his quad and his hammy, and he's back in like two weeks. Yeah. I mean, John Carlos strained his hamstring like what, three or four weeks ago now? And he's still a ways away? What the fuck is that? Are you dude, serious? I'm
1: telling you, he's too much of a physical fucking specimen. He's got too many tight muscles. He's a fucking, you know, he's a game of operation with that dude. It's just like
0: <sighs> fucking,
1: uh, it's, it's tough to watch, man. I Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, we I got a healthy
0: th- team, dude. I'm jealous I wanna, of everyone else.
1: I know. I want a healthy team. I want I want all of our boys back. So looking, looking to the future, we got the Mets tonight, or Mets this afternoon, so we're recording this about an hour before the game. Hopefully we'll get it out ASAP. So you guys can maybe listen while the game's going on. Yes, sir. Um, so we got Hap versus Gazelman today. And then we got Debbie on the mound tomorrow against Baltimore. So I want to see the way he pitches and they're play- playing against Devi, Cobb, and Cobb. Cobb gives up, uh, Cobb gives up Dangers. So hopefully that'll be a win. But God knows what the fuck we'll do in that first game with our C lineup. And then we got Baltimore again tomorrow in the doubleheader. And then Saturday, Baltimore, Sunday, Baltimore. And then we're going to probably hopefully record another podcast for you guys after that series. And then Monday, we start against Toronto. So I would like to, like, make a prediction. But really, I don't see it as realistic to, like, guess wins and losses at this time because I don't know what the hell is going on with this team. So how many,
0: how many games do we play this play If we're talking – today, count today's games. So believe one,
1: we have, like, 26 two, more games, I want no, to say. No,
0: no, 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 this weekend. So we have one today – one tomorrow or wait wait. It's four. One, so one today, five five tomorrow, games. Five three, games. Four five. Dude, I'm like, I don't even want to lose two games, dude. Like we're, we're fucking five games above five hundred right now. Like yeah. that's that's kind of upsetting. Yeah. I want to see them win more more than a more than a couple games. I want to see them like go out and kind of look dominant again, dude. And like if they don't win today, I'm gonna be very upset watching the Orioles yeah so
1: i mean we're gonna have to see what happens uh i it hopefully glaber gets back and we could do some do some damage and look look to look to just turn the tide and like finish out this last part of the season strong man because we we definitely fucking need it oh yeah definitely need it uh but yeah so that's it for this episode of the podcast be sure we, to we got to run these awards oh we want to run the award i i was thinking i was thinking that uh since we fucking disappointing but you can you
0: can run out <laughs> your awards I, 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 i'll run my awards <laughs> i i was not looking for any good stuff maybe like maybe well not not awards like yeah i want to yeah. know i want to let everyone know who sucked for me this week and because I, I was really happy with one, one particular player in this series. Do you want me to start it off,
1: Rob? Yeah, go for it. You're the only ones that's going to have to run them down. I have plenty of sucked guys, but that's...
0: <laughs> well, dude, my MVP has definitely got to be Gio, because he's starting... Gio Rochelle is coming around again. Yes, he which is. He was kind of scaring me a little bit for before he kind of sat out those three games because of his his uh his, like bone spur and his elbow thing. So maybe that was actually bothering him, because he had a homer in this series. He had a double... Yeah, the walk off single against the Mets before that. I mean, he's starting to come around again. He's you know Gio, Gio does what he what Geo does. He plays plays a hot corner like he should. Um yeah. so that's definitely my MVP.
1: And then you could go for sucked. You could we could go with the core four sucked. Tyler Wade, <laughs> Gary Sanchez, Mike Talkman, and Brett Gardner. There mine, you go.
0: <laughs> mine is definitely, yeah, as I do want to choose all four of them. Mine is definitely Mike Talkman just because <laughs> Just because, Mike, Mikey, buddy, baby, I expect more from you, buddy. You suck right now. It's a love-hate relationship. Awful. Yeah, you're fucking terrible right now. You're like one for your last seventeen. The only good, the only good thing you did is when you got Rob all excited at how elusive you were. <laughs> elusive. That was a nice. That was a nice slide. <laughs> or no,
1: was it a slide? Did he even slide, know. or I think he it just like, like kind like of
0: shimmy slot into a falling slide type thing yeah i don't even know man (laughs) but yeah mike talkman you suck get it together and then surprised me um who kind of stepped up a little bit i
1: I would probably go with someone out of the bullpen honestly because i i mean you got two
0: i got two guys you could give it to okay I'm going to go with the new dude that actually just got sent down again. Uh, Miguel Yerji or whatever his name is. Cause he tossed three scoreless, which we like to see, but also I'm just going to talk about Clint's defense playing some nice ball out there.
1: He does look good defensive side, even though
0: he he dived head first for a ball that he ended up, ended up catching above his head, which is kind of strange <laughs> to me, but stepped up Clint. Glad you did that buddy. Um, yeah, so MVP, Gio, piss me off, Talkman. And stepping the shit up is Clint Frazier, as always. His approach to the plate is just so good, man. It, he's he's, controls he's the strike good. zone.
1: He's looking good. Uh, I would also say throw in as, like, a possible MVP, I would probably say um, I would go with possibly some DJ LeMahieu with those two home ooh, runs.
0: Ooh, ooh, I thought you were going to say Moss, but I like DJ too. Or Moss. You
1: could go Moss.
0: But yeah, but, DJ, DJ is just like he's DJ gonna DJ at this point. He, he's just taking this team under his wing, basically.
1: He, dude, he's gonna make himself so much money. Yeah, he's become dude, one of the best keep- players of baseball when he puts oh, on yeah. the the right pinstripes. I know Colorado used to have those fucking
0: weird pinstripes, yeah. but um, they need to when, hand him a blank check, dude. <laughs>
1: what do you want? Like, there you go.
0: Yeah, I like Tell literally. You I don't even care. I mean, dude, cause. Is there someone more reliable that you can, that like, dude, imagine this team without DJ next year. Like I can't like no. just stand and go down. Who's there? Luke, Done. Like it's a Luke Voight and Gary show. I don't think
1: so. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But DJ stepping up. If, if only judge had that like durability and consistency or and not consistency, but mo- mostly just the durability yeah. aspect. Um, DJ but
0: puts together great at bats.
1: He, he does. He, he has a great approach to the plate, but uh, that's it for this episode. Episode number four, the four chain savages podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Also follow us at four savages on Twitter. And we could get into some fucking shit. If you want to talk shit about our opinions on the Yanks, if you're mad at what we said, what have you, whatever you may be frustrated with, maybe just talk Yankees, go hit us up there. So that is it for this episode. Be sure to subscribe once again, and we will catch you next time after the Yankees hopefully beat the Mets and hopefully take the series from the Baltimore Orioles.